This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Welcome to Amaro Guillen, a Wharton management professor who joins us to help explain the fast-moving developments in Europe as we face down a growing possibility that Greece may leave the Eurozone. Uh, Mauro, it's, it's been a hectic weekend. Uh, the Greek banks have closed. Uh, the ECB began to freeze lending to the banks, and that's what forced that issue. Uh, there's now a referendum in Greece scheduled for next Sunday to decide whether it should stay in the Eurozone or not. And of course, markets are reacting. So um, my question is, some are saying that this could even be the beginning of the end for the Eurozone and, and, and even the Euro. Uh, whether or not that's going too far. There's others that are saying, no, no, uh, we'll be able to contain this to Greece and, um, and because we're much pre- better prepared than we were to face this kind of emergency than we were, that is, we've been in Europe four or five years ago. What's your view on that? Where, where... Well, my view, my view uh, thank you for having me, and my view, I think, is uh, very clear, which is that uh, the monetary union in Europe, as we knew it, it's over, right? It's over once... Uh, one of the member countries establishes capital controls and um, establishes uh, restrictions on how much money people can withdraw from their bank. Just imagine if, uh, let's say, Texas in the United States had to, um, to put in place those measures, right? That would mean that we would no longer have one single monetary um, space in the United States. So the monetary union is gone. That doesn't mean that the euro is gone as a currency, right? But what I think is very clear is that the euro now has become um, a regime in which uh, we have a fixed exchange rate. Uh, we do no longer have a monetary union. And, you know, we've never really had a monetary union in Europe um, because, as you very well know, other elements uh, have always been absent, such as a banking union and a fiscal union. So I think, uh, you know, for now the euro as a currency will survive. Um, possibly with Greece, without you know, without Greece in the in the in the mix, and uh, within a few years, I think there's there's going to have to be a, a redesign, a rethinking of the uh, of the whole monetary union, uh, the whole euro system in Europe. Uh, so far, there's not been huge contagion. Of course, we're it's, it's early in, in the process right now, and that could change fast. But uh, right now, of course, uh, the referendum isn't for a few days. But right now, uh, what do you see happening as far as contagion? Because that's been a, a big worry all along. What will happen uh, to um, bonds in in Spain, Italy, well, there's and Portugal? Been, there's, there's been somewhat of, of a contagion already, meaning that uh, the the, uh, the spreads uh, over the German boom have already increased, right? In Italy, in Spain, in Portugal, even in Ireland, um, and uh, there's also been contagion in the in the sense that uh, stock markets. Um, have reacted very negatively, especially financial stocks, right? Um, so, um, you know, Greece is going to have these measures in place for a week, and then there is this weird referendum that is going to take uh, place over the weekend in which uh, two questions are posed. The questions are exceedingly complicated, right? Um, and they're asking people to read a, a couple of documents and then say yes or no, which is um, unprecedented in the history of referendums. Um, I think the whole thing is a tactic on the part of the Greek government uh, to try to put more pressure on the Troika, on the IMF, the European Union, and the Central Bank, 
so that they accept the restructuring of the debt. And that is one possible outcome. That is to say that Europe might, in the end, give in to the Greek uh, demands and um, restructure the debt, right, with a haircut. Um, uh, another possibility is that um, before the weekend, uh, Greece is out. Uh, we don't know. That's why there is so much uncertainty, uh, meaning they've given themselves one week now, uh, you know, with capital controls and with uh, a bank uh, holiday. Um, you know, what has happened in most other situations such as this is that uh, the country, you know, essentially goes off the cliff. And, uh, and uh, in this case, what that would mean is that they would abandon the euro and uh, reintroduce their own currency at a very, very, with a very large devaluation. Do you think Cipras was right to walk away from the talks when he did? Well, you know, um, put pressure on the, the rest of Europe. This is one way of doing that. Um, if you want to also uh, convey to the Europeans that Greece cannot be trusted for the next 20 years, that's also, it's also been very effective. Uh, so he may, he may accomplish his short-term goal of putting pressure on Europe, but at the same time, I think he has assessed a devastating blow uh, to the credibility of Greece, right? Uh, you know, to be negotiating in Brussels and then go on a plane and uh, arrive in Athens and then announce a referendum without having told anybody in Brussels about it, that is something that doesn't um, promote confidence, right, and trust. Uh, if Greece had uh, agreed to the deal that was on the table, which uh, involved many things, but it could be characterized as being more austerity, um, how how do you think the Greek economy would perform uh, under, under those conditions? I mean, how long would it take it to, to get back to health? It's been Look, under- austerity, austerity in its current uh, form is not working. This is the problem. The problem is not only Greece. The problem is also the impositions that are coming from uh, Germany and the other surplus countries, right? Austerity cannot work quickly because, um, as you know, it takes a time for uh, the discipline to, to have its effects, right? And, uh, you know, you're beginning with uh, unemployment at 25%, uh, uh, 50% among the young, and with an economy that has been contracting, um, an economy that... Uh, doesn't have a you know a sound basis for for competing in the global marketplace. Um, so it would be far better, I think, to relax the uh, the austerity conditions, but especially to do so in the surplus countries. You see, what doesn't make any sense is for Germany to be running a budget surplus, right? What doesn't make any sense is for Germany to be containing their wages. What we need, what Europe needs, is more demand from Germany, whether it's coming from the government or coming from the private sector and from households. Uh, because when you have a, a set of uh, countries in Europe that are so tightly integrated in terms of trade, that means that they depend on each other for growth, right? And therefore, uh, if everyone at the same time implements austerity policies, then that's a recipe for disaster. I'm not the, the first person to, to, to point this out. Uh, but uh, apparently the Germans don't get it, right? Uh, so they need to be reminded about this, that they need to stimulate the economy, to stimulate their spending through um, some uh, more deficit spending on the part of the government and uh, through wage increases. They've done a little bit of the latter over the last uh, year, but not enough. Given where things are right now, what do you think would be the best outcome for the Greek people? Uh, 
Well, for in the short run, obviously, it would be that uh, they get a debt restructuring. This goes without saying, right? I mean, you owe this much. If suddenly you can manage to cut a deal in which you owe only 60% of that, that's, that would be the best possible outcome for Greece, right? But that raises another issue, which is what about Portugal and Spain and Italy and all of the other countries, right? I mean, they're going to start wondering why don't we get our debt restructuring ourselves as well, right? So you see what the problem is? The problem is that you cannot set a precedent with Greece, right? Because then everybody else will feel, oh, I can just, uh, you know, uh, continue doing things as, uh, as normal. Hey, they bailed out Greece. They gave them a haircut. I mean, they, they gave them a debt restructuring. So therefore, they will also do that for me. All I need to do is just put enough pressure, right? Does it seem... This, this, is, what, this, is, this is what the problem is. That in Europe, the Troika now gives into the, uh, uh, you know, the way in which Greece has set the terms, right, for the rest of the week. Then they're setting an awful precedent. Like, you cannot do that in the monetary union. You just cannot do that because then it's a slippery slope. So, um, is the alternative, though, that, um, that uh, the European creditors are willing to see Greece exit in order to make an example of them and say, if you, you know, if you don't cooperate, this is what's going to happen to the others. I am, this is my opinion, okay? I, I think there are only two possibilities here that make sense both in the short run and in the long run, okay? All right? Yes. So possibility number one is you keep Greece in the euro, um, but uh, the surplus economies commit to spending more, uh, which should help uh, the Mediterranean countries get out of the problem, because once again, there's a lot of trade integration, right? So if Germany buys more things uh, from uh, Greece or from Spain or from Portugal, that's going to be great, okay? That's uh, the first possibility. The second possibility that is uh, not very attractive, but works eventually, is that Greece gets out of the euro, right, Uh, at this point, so before the end of the week. And uh, essentially what that would mean is that there would be a big mess in in Greece, Uh, okay? A lot of people would lose a lot of money. Um, And uh, there would be some repercussions throughout Europe and even throughout the global economy. But if it is announced in such a way that, you know, there's a clear timetable as to how things are, how the whole thing is going to happen, then I think the markets would eventually adjust. And in two or three years from now, Greece would probably be growing very quickly because, again, we have the value of currency their economy would be very competitive once again. But without that, uh, with, uh, under your first scenario, without that um, extra spending from uh, countries like Germany in, into the Mediter- Mediterranean area, then, uh, then Greece would not be able to grow itself out of this problem, at least not Correct. very quickly. Okay. Correct. What doesn't, work, what doesn't work is, right now, is that both Germany and Greece get their way. Uh, essentially, they are incompatible at this point. Uh, their preferences are incompatible. Right? Germany would like to, the German government would like austerity, would like uh, discipline, would like, uh, you know, uh, no changes in policy. Greece is asking for a, something that Europe shouldn't give Greece, which is a debt restructuring. And uh, it's also asking for, you know, other benefits, right? They want to enjoy all the benefits from the euro, but they don't want to actually do their, their homework, right? Uh, so those two things are totally incompatible. Um, and that's why I'm proposing the other two 
solutions. One of them, I think, is far more attractive. The first one is far more attractive than the second one, uh, agree, exit. But, you know, um, before the end of the week, we could well be in a situation in which Greece is technically out of the euro, right? And then it would be um, it would be an interesting situation, to say the least, if if the referendum, the Greek people voted to stay in. In fact, the, from the polls I've seen, that seems to be the most likely outcome that the the public would vote to stay in. Um, and yet, if they if they were somehow forced out, that that might be the worst outcome of all. Well, but that would that would also destabilize the government because, um, as you know, uh, the prime minister has said that um, he. He would like to vote no at this point. Um, so if then the Greek population says yes to the deal, but the government is saying no to the deal as as presented by the European Union and the Troika, then you know the government would would have lost the referendum, right? So what kind of legitimacy would that government have? Remember also that you have the entire Greek opposition, all of the opposition parties, are united against what the government is doing right now. Right. So the situation, there's no other way of describing the situation as, you know, chaotic. Uh, this is almost like the twilight zone. Okay. Uh, and uh, we have five days, or they have five days to figure it out. So uh, we'll see what happens. I don't have a crystal ball. All I can tell you is that I would prefer the Germans to change their attitudes towards um, austerity policies and uh, the Greeks to agree to the deal. Right? For me, that would be the best outcome. What do you think are the odds uh, that Greece will still be uh, part of the Eurozone a month from now? I think it's better than 50%, um, but there's a significant probability, at least 20 or 30%, that it will exit. Uh, and, you know, the problem with exiting is that we've never, this has never happened, right? I mean, we have no experience. Because the European Union, I mean, the European uh, Monetary Union is is an experiment. It has, you know, we've never had in the history of the modern economy anything like this. Um, so it was it was an experiment to form it. It was an experiment now. It's an experiment now to manage it, and uh, to engineer the exit of one of the member countries would be again an experiment. All right. Well, Mauro, uh, are there any? Any issues that we haven't asked about that would be important to cover here? Uh, I, I would only add, uh, you know, and it's my usual you know, statement about Europe, that, um, you know, what is going on in Europe right now just um, gives the rest of the world the impression that uh, Europe's decline is irreversible, right? So over the last couple of years, I think Europe had already demonstrated that um, something was going, you know, awfully wrong. Uh, first was the Ukrainian crisis, where Europe has been totally paralyzed and unable to act, right, against uh, Russian aggression. Uh, second is the crisis with uh, immigration in the Mediterranean, you know, the immigrants coming from, uh, from Africa. Uh, you know, hundreds of them are dying every year, and Europe has not been able to handle that, right? Uh, and now we have, uh, you know, the... Uh, 10th or the 12th uh, episode, right, in the sovereign debt crisis in which, again, they agree to something and then somehow, you know, nobody lives up to the agreement, right? Uh, so Europe, I think, is projecting an image of itself to the rest of the world um, that is 
inimical to uh, the generation of confidence and trust. So you can imagine that investors, uh, they really don't want to touch Europe, right? And so the problems with unemployment, with everything, will get worse if investors don't want to, you know, bet on Europe's future. Um, so I think, uh, you know, this is just uh, one more uh, event in, unfortunately, a long series of uh, missteps on the part of uh, Europe's leadership. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.